Welcome to the Kupinger Cole Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Cole Analysts. My guest today is Warwick Ashford. He is Senior Analyst with Kupinger Cole, working out of London. Hi, Warwick. Good to see you. Hi, Matthias. Good to see you too. Glad to be back uh, on the podcast chatting about a new publication. Exactly. A new publication. I think one focus area that you really had a, had a, a real strong look at in the recent times is a market segment that has been covered already before. So we're talking about update documents, but it's really a growing market, I assume. We want to talk about SOC as a service. Um, what can I think of when I think of SOC as a service? Well, just think of it as evolved managed security services or evolved MDR. Uh, it's quite interesting because there's a lot of terminology in the market around this and some people have kind of embraced the SOC as a service term, uh, whereas others are providing these services that we're describing as SOC as a service under their MDR sort of banner or, or their expanded MDR service. But I'd like to distinguish it from sort of traditional MDR as, as saying it's something a little bit more than that. It's, it's, it's an evolution of that. So I can see like probably within the next year or so, the um, perhaps more people will begin talking about it as just MDR, but it, it's been it, it's an evolution of MDR rather than just being what we traditionally know as MDR. Right. So, what what kinds of functionalities do these SOC as a service provide? Is this the the, the full picture of of what a, a traditional SOC on premise would do? Oh yes, they, it is. It is very much that, but uh, it is different things to different sizes of companies. Because as you'll see in the market compass, there are four distinct sort of use cases, and there are those where people would go for a SOC as a service where they have no no internal SOC, uh, or if they have an internal SOC and then they want to add that additional layer, that additional layer of monitoring and analysis to work as a part of the extended in-house uh, security operations center team. So there are kind of those four areas where you either don't have one and you want to replace it entirely, or um, you you want to work a little bit with with them or not. When we uh, look at this update, um, I think usually we do this update in, say, one or two years. What happened since you did the initial edition of this of this market compass? Has many have many things changed? Uh, yes and no. I think the biggest change probably was that the impact of the pandemic uh, came to bear, and I think people understood for the first for the first time, or more than ever, how important it was to have monitoring and analysis across their whole uh, IT and state, because more and more people were now working remotely, and you know the more more companies sort of accelerated their adoption of cloud, or were just you know went into the cloud-based services. So this kind of having an overall view became suddenly more important to more people and so that's why i think it's given the soccer as a service market quite a, a boost and an, an impetus so as you mentioned before i think the big difference between last year and this year is that the kind of growth that we predicted has been realized and i can see that going on for at least the, the next couple of years Right, with with the SOC as a service being provided from the cloud, um, is it also very much focused also on cloud services to secure them? Is this a, a is this a pair? Um, 
Yes, well, this is the whole thing that, again, you know, that what I see as being a, a distinction from the the, the old, the old the traditional market is that more organizations are have on-prem and in the cloud, you know, more organizations are becoming sort of hybrid IT. So they need something to, to cover this hybrid environment. And that's kind of where SOC as a service comes in, where it's looking at the whole IT environment and then providing that, that support uh, that, that, that they need. Right. So for, for traditional organizations, that could mean augmenting the security that is required for dealing with these new shiny cloud-based platforms as well, right? Yeah, that's that's correct. I mean, it, you know, as I said in the beginning, uh, I see it as an evolution of, of MDR. So what it adds is the all-important component of continual improvement. Uh, while it makes all this available as a cloud-based service, it's via a platform, and it puts SOC services within the reach of even small organizations without the cost and the challenge of maintaining a SOC on-prem. Right. Um, when we think of the SOC as a service, and I think of functionalities that I talked to Alexei, uh, our colleague, about when it comes to actually responding to events that have been identified, are these services also moving in that direction so that they not only can identify um, these, these threats, but also react upon what's happening? Is this a trend as well? Oh, yes, definitely. Because again, I think that's one of the things that distinguishes uh, SOC as a service from, from a more traditional uh, service provi providers is that it, it's, it's one of the main things it's designed to do is to address the alert fatigue that a lot of organizations are experiencing. You know, they're getting alerts from all these different security systems and they don't know how to deal with them. So th the idea is not to add to that burden, but to take it away and say, you know, look, okay, we've done all the analysis across your entire IT estate. These are the ones that need to be looked at. This is the way we're going to, we either agree beforehand or on a playbook, how we're going to deal with certain common situations, or we need to discuss this what do you guys think you know is this the way we want to handle this so there, there's it's far more interaction that way and there's far more focus on how to continually improve rather than just saying there's something happening over here you need to deal with it right and the market compass as a document aims at supporting organizations identifying the right service provider, the right vendor in general. Um, and you've mentioned these different use cases. So I, I assume that this document really helps in, in assisting organizations of different sizes with different use cases in identifying the proper um, um, service provider and that there's not necessarily a one size fits all right upper corner vendor. Yeah, that's true. I mean, some of the some of the SOC as a service providers uh, do focus uh, quite heavily on this, the lower end of the market. They, as I said, they're trying to provide SOC services to to companies that would normally not be able to do that. They're trying to put them in the in the reach with the, with the smaller companies, whereas others focus more kind of on the on the medium to large, or, and others more large, you know, the medium to 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 huge large enterprise, very large enterprise. So it's 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 a question of just looking at uh, the couple of vendors that we've looked at. There are a couple of new vendors in this year's report compared with last year, which is great. Uh, and they range from, from startups to, to well-established players. And 
people can organizations can have a look and and try and match up you know the ones that provide the kind of services that are best tailored to their needs and then as you say part of the exercise is kind of understanding what is it that i need and which vendors are are able to to match that up so you know look at this report uh, to get some insights into the how the market is evolving uh, to understand the main use cases that we've mentioned uh, before also to find out why soccer as a service may just be the answer to some of your biggest security challenges. Also to find out how soccer as a service can help get more value out of existing security investments. And then, as you said, to find out more about the vendor or vendors that are best suited to your needs. So we, we analyze uh, a, a couple of, of vendors and look at, analyze their, their strengths and their challenges and, and where they are best suited to, um, to help. So now that we talked about the, the actual vendor side, the analysis of what vendors or service providers are around there, I think there are many challenges also for the organization itself being ready for um, for acting with such a SOC as a service and then identifying you and uh, asking the right questions. Um, what 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 are the right questions to ask? And, and I assume you have answers for that as well, right? Yes, but that's in the buyer's compass. Uh, we've also produced a buyer's compass, and that's that's really to help with this this part of the process. So look at the buyer's compass for questions to ask your vendors, also for the criteria to select your vendor, um, and for additional requirements for successful deployments. And and the buyer's compass will, will also help uh, prepare your organization to conduct RFIs and RFPs uh, for SOC as a service solutions. Right, so we have a, 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 a pair of documents that look at different angles of this, this uh, approach towards acquiring the right solution with the, the, um, the, the bias compass being the document that really aims in, aids in, in supporting, um, um, tr trying to find the right solution in general. On the other hand, the market compass looking at actual service providers and that the organizations then can look what fits their needs afterwards. So great to have this overview and great to have this set of updated documents available. They are out right now. Um, and um, I really highly recommend that you uh, that the audience who is interested in SOC as a service um, is really co coming to kuppingercoal.com, looks at our research area, maybe does a, a first test subscription or acquires a subscription which is really affordable and, and gets the insight that you, Warwick, just um, um, acquired and documented in these two documents. So again, Market Compass and Buyer's Compass are both out. Any final recommendations from your side or maybe some insights that you um, realized are striking in that market or is it just evolving and getting more mature? It is getting more mature, but I think what's interesting is the direction that it's going into. So one or two of the vendors are, are looking at things like uh, securing container environments, uh, at securing OT environments, operational technology environments, and IoT as well. So there are all these new use cases, and 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 some of the vendors are obviously uh, looking more towards automation, and that's supported by uh, artificial intelligence of various kinds, mostly machine learning, obviously. But you know the, these are the, the direct 
directions it's going in. So again, it's it's really interesting for organizations to have a look and then match that to to their use cases. And uh, that's what what my recommendation is: just is have a look at these and see where perhaps you can get benefit where you didn't actually realize it, and kind of move from your traditional MDR to something that's a, a little bit more appropriate for the here and now, where you you've got a hybrid environment and you've got external workers and so on and you're just needing to have have a handle on all of it to bring it together because as far as i'm concerned soc as a service uh is the only way many organizations are able to consolidate all their security threats tools and systems into a single point of control so that they can address and resolve all alerts, they can monitor and respond to all indicators of potential compromise, and they can evaluate the effectiveness of existing controls to, to identify where and how this can be improved. Interesting. So really, there, there, this really adds value. And uh, again, I highly recommend reading these documents. Thank you very much, Warwick, for being my guest today. Thank you for cre creating that uh, great set of um, research documents. And I'm looking forward to having you in this podcast very soon again. Thank you very much. Me too. Thanks, Matthias. Bye.